This week on Sexually Woke with Dr. Susan, I'm revisiting an older podcast from earlier in the year about how to relieve vaginal dryness and pain, because this is a question I hear multiple times every day. So I think it's worth taking another listen. Hi, and thanks for joining me today on this episode of Sexually Woke with me, Dr. Susan. I am very excited to share with you some of the latest things that we can do to help with one of the most common complaints that I hear in menopause or even before menopause, which is vaginal dryness or pain within a course from lack of lubrication. Uh, You know, we used to call it vaginal atrophy, which I think is such an awful word because it literally means like shriveling and drying up. Now, if you looked it up in a medical textbook, it's called genitourinary syndrome, which sounds even more awful, but it does indicate that this applies to our vagina and also our urinary tract and all of the things in that general area. So let's talk a little bit about that again. And I know I've talked about it before when we've talked about the most common things that I hear about menopause, but I really want to focus on this because it's one of the most dreadful things that can happen uh, to a sexual relationship when sex becomes painful. So, you know, right at the same time where we're suffering with hormonal issues and then at this age in our lives around 50, when our kids are getting older, maybe our relationships are ending or changing, our parents are getting aging uh, issues and maybe they're dying and we might be having our own health issues as well. It's this huge, uh, monstrous amount of things that are happening. And so we don't want to have sex because of all of that. Our libido's declining because our testosterone's low. And then on top of that, it hurts to have sex. So all of that put together, it just becomes a deal breaker. But all of those things individually can be optimized. I don't like using the word fixed because I've already talked about this. We're already perfect, but there are parts of our bodies that change as we age that we can optimize so that we continue, we can continue to have a healthy, vibrant sex life without pain. And, you know, obviously if something hurts, we're going to recoil away from it. We're going to tighten up. We're going to clench and, you know, be in that very unwilling position to accept uh, the openness of a lovemaking experience. So that's got to be made gone. And luckily we can do that. So let me talk to you about some of the things that can be done. If you look back on a recent episode, I interviewed an amazing friend of mine named Christine Mason. Um, now Christine's uh, in the world of sexual health as well. And uh, she was talking a lot about vaginal atrophy or vaginal dryness and some of the products that she has. So I'd invite you to uh, listen to that or at least uh, go to her website, which is Rosebud Woman, uh, because the Rosebud Woman products are absolutely the best in the universe as far as uh, intimate lubricants and all of those things. And you can hear us talking about that if you want to listen to that episode. But I want to talk a little bit more about not just putting a product over unhealthy tissue, but how we can actually make the tissue healthy itself. So by all means, please use the Rosebud products. Even if you've got great vaginal moisture right now, it's going to help to keep it that way. But as well, we want to make sure that the tissue underneath is healthy itself. So I talk about this sometimes that, you know, putting a lubricant like, you know, your standard Astroglide, which is incredible also. So that's a great product you can get from Walgreens. You know, Rosebud products are whole next level. They're, you know, 
off the chart fantastic. But if you just want to go to your local pharmacy, Astroglide's great. But what you're doing is you're putting these products over unhealthy tissue. So I sometimes say it's like painting rotten wood. And I have had an experience of painting rotten wood because I used to have a beach house and the wood would be rotten all the time. And We'd paint it, but you know, you, eventually you'd have to replace the wood, right? You can't keep painting over rotten wood. So how do you make vaginal tissue healthier? That's what I want to delve into a little bit today. Um, so we all know this already, and so I'm going to repeat myself, but let's just make sure that we're all on the same page. As we get closer to menopause, which is when our ovaries stop producing estrogen, we stop ovulating, our estrogen levels drop. And when that happens, uh, the vaginal tissue changes. And I've talked about this before, um, but you might have heard me talk about uh, I like donuts. I try not to eat them, but I do like looking at them. Vaginal tissue, if you biopsy it when you're young, looks like puffy donuts. These are round, spherical, three-dimensional cells filled with this lovely gooey stuff. And then once the estrogen goes away, that whole situation flattens out like you've run over the donut with a car and it looks like a flat piece of paper and all the jelly's gone and it can feel even like sandpaper. So jelly donuts on the inside of the vagina is obviously a much more pleasant situation than sandpaper. So that's all just a function of losing estrogen. So replacing the estrogen, and I've talked about hormone replacement a lot, but replacing estrogen is so important to keep our vagina healthy. So lots of ways to do that. And I've got tons of information on my website about hormone replacement. And I don't want to talk about that so much today other than to say that you can actually take the sandpaper and turn it back into jelly donuts by putting estrogen either directly on that tissue and or throughout your whole system. And that's a much longer conversation. But yes, it can go away. Now, I want to talk about those women who are not able to use estrogen. And breast cancer patients would be the biggest group of women in that category. You know, one in eight of us now in the United States will develop breast cancer, and almost all of those breast cancers are sensitive to estrogen. So we've talked about this before, but I'll tell you again. uh, We know now from all of the tons of tons of research that's been done by very reputable uh, researchers at very fine institutions all around the world, that bioidentical estrogen does not cause breast cancer to occur when it wouldn't otherwise have done so, but it will make it grow faster. And so that's absolutely true. Uh, So if you have a recent diagnosis of breast cancer, uh, unfortunately, taking estrogen is not safe. So, So then what do you do? And I've been with so many patients who've had this experience where they're being told, oh, yay, your cancer's gone. You're cancer-free. Let's celebrate. How exciting. Uh, you, sh- you must be so thrilled. And they're thinking, I feel like shit. <laughs> yes, my cancer's gone, but my vagina feels like sandpaper. I'm having hot flashes all the time. My relationship's falling apart. My body feels disfigured. I don't really feel like celebrating. And so I want to just honor any of you who might be in that place or have been in that place or have a friend in that place because it's a very, very difficult way to feel and it can cause us to feel like something's wrong with me. I should be happy that my cancer's gone or that my cancer's being treated. 
but I don't feel so happy. So what can we do for women who cannot take estrogen? And thank goodness there's some really good options now because five years ago we would have said, well, that's too bad. No more sex for you, but hey, you don't have cancer. Uh, so I want to talk to you about uh, vaginal laser procedures and other you know, vaginal heat producing procedures. And we do these in our office and they're incredibly successful. Um, what they all share in common is that uh, some type of heat producing device, and you can produce heat with various different uh, sources like radio frequency or laser. And uh, these instruments are put inside the vagina and they create intentional tissue damage. Uh, it's done without anesthesia or the most just local anesthetic or our patients might take a Valium or have a glass of wine and have someone drive them home, but very, very tolerable. And the inside of the vagina is treated over a different period of time, depending what uh, procedure we're using. But I'll talk to you today about the uh, Juliet laser, like Romeo and Juliet. That's one that we use in our office. Uh, so the Juliet laser is an erbium laser. It's a real laser. Uh, the great thing about it is it's really not painful. It's I've had it done myself uh, several times. It's not painful enough to require anesthesia. You know, it's a little bit uncomfortable, kind of like someone's uh, flicking you with their fingernail or something like that. I don't know if any of you have had uh, laser hair removal, you know, that kind of thing. But um, a a glass sleeve, uh, you know, about the size of a regular vaginal speculum, is put inside the vagina. Uh, to protect the tissue. And then the laser actually spins around inside the glass sleeve. So it's treating the hole inside of the vagina. And you'll hear like a pop, 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 pop noise as it uh, hits the tissue with um, the laser heat. Uh, you don't bleed, uh, but uh, it does damage the tissue intentionally so that you have some discharge for a couple of days. When I had it done, you know, it hurt a little bit, kind of felt a little irritated, like a mild yeast infection type of thing and some discharge for a few days. But what's going on under the surface is that uh, intentional burn brings in all of these healing properties, uh, causes more collagen to form, and those cells are, are actually regenerated to look more youthful so that they produce moisture again. And so uh, other brand names uh, like Mona Lisa or Diva, these are other uh, companies that make something similar. So Mona Lisa, Diva, Juliet, they're all similar, um, slightly different, but similar types of vaginal lasers that can completely transform the vaginal tissue for women who are not able to take estrogen, usually due to breast cancer, or perhaps they've had a personal history of a blood clot, which actually, that's a longer story. You can still take estrogen even if that's the case, but let's just stick with breast cancer. Or um, I also have patients who have such severe vaginal dryness, and they are able to take estrogen. And so we'll start them on estrogen, for example, maybe an estrogen pellet, which is going to their whole body, and that's great. Uh, but that takes a long time to heal the vagina. I mean, it could take six months before uh, the cells have started to become more healthy because those sandpaper cells have to die and then go through three or four or five cell cycles before the new cells, the puffy donut ones, become you know, the most prevalent occupants of the vagina. So, you know, four or five cell cycles that are six weeks long each, it takes some time. So if we can do the laser in the vagina, as well as doing the estrogen pellet, it can really give a head start to that process of restoring vaginal moisture. So why is vaginal moisture such a big deal? Well, 
you know, we need uh, something to, if we're having vaginal intercourse, obviously we need some moisture to reduce friction, which would be very painful without it. And also without moisture, most importantly, the vagina loses all of its elasticity. So we used to be able to put a baby's head through there, right? I mean, the vagina is potentially incredibly stretchy. You can put something giant through there and it will stretch when we're younger because well-estrogenized vaginal tissue is really, really stretchy, um, which is awesome when you're having sex. But when you take the estrogen out of it, you know, sandpaper is not stretchy. You know, puffy donuts are a bit stretchy, right? You can imagine... I might have just worn out that um, analogy, but you get the idea. Uh, When you stretch tissue that is in the sandpaper condition or think about it like tissue paper, it doesn't stretch. It just cracks. And so you get these little linear paper cuts that hurt like heck. And then you're also at risk for infection. And so, and then it hurts for three or four days afterwards. And it hurts when you pee and you get a bladder infection because you've caused little microscopic damage around the urethra. And so no wonder you don't want to have sex anymore. Uh, So that's why vaginal moisture is important. And yes, you can put a lubricant over that unhealthy tissue, but it's not going to make it more elastic. So um, vaginal laser procedures are amazing. I've done them myself. I've said this so many times. I've lost count and I'll say it again. I never offer a procedure in my office that I have not had done myself because I want to know what it feels like. I want to make sure that it really works. I want to be able to tell you exactly what to expect. Um, I want to tell you if you're a good candidate or if you're not. So uh, Juliet Laser, or if you're seeing a different provider, they might have Mona Lisa or Diva. Those are other brand names. Absolutely transformative. I mean, can truly transform your life and your relationship if you're not able to use estrogen or even if you are able to use estrogen and you're suffering from vaginal dryness or painful intercourse. and now, you know, I'm 53 and, and my mom's 87. In her generation, they didn't have any of these options. So it was just the way it was that when that happened to our bodies, we just stopped having sex. And so I don't know in my mom's story, but I don't think she's had sex probably since she was 50. And I just think that's sad. And I don't want to be like that. So if you've chosen not to have sex, all power to you if that makes you happy. But if you're listening to Sexually Woke, I'm guessing that sex is something that you do value. Even if you're single, um, it's no fun masturbating when your vagina's dry. It hurts. Uh, so let's think about that. So estrogen is number one, two, and three that, that we need if we can. And if we're not able to take estrogen, especially because we've had a personal history of a estrogen-sensitive uh, cancer, not your sister or your mom or someone else, but you yourself, because of anyone else in the family, you can take estrogen and we can talk about that. I actually have a guest joining me in a few weeks who's going to be talking all about that, a very prominent researcher in this field. You can take estrogen unless you have a current or recent uh, diagnosis of cancer yourself. And that's where these uh, lasers are so amazing. So um, if you live in the Houston area, um, we can do that for you at Complete Midlife Wellness Center. If you don't, you can look up who might be able to provide one of these things, Juliet, Diva, D-I-V-A, or Mona Lisa. Now, I'll just say that Mona Lisa is an older version of this. Um, these, uh, the Juliet and the Diva are more, let's say, uh, modern, less painful, less tissue damage. 
um, much easier for the person doing the treatment because the laser actually spins around by itself. You don't have to move it around and worry about burning the patient. So if I were looking, I'd look for a Juliet or a Diva provider if, if I were you. Um, and here's another cool thing. Uh, you know, you make the laser machine if you're the company that makes it and it has the particular probe that you can treat the vagina with and that's great. But you can also treat the outside of the vulva area. So um, many of us, even if we don't have uh, vaginal dryness, have certain conditions on the outside that can be treated with laser. Like if you have pain just at the, um, what we call the introitus at the entrance, and that can be treated with laser. Um, there's a condition called lichen sclerosis, which if you have it, you'll know all about it. The tissue turns kind of white and it cracks really miserable. Young women can have it, but it's more common when we're close to menopause. That's an incredible thing to treat with laser. Um, you know, once the tissue's been, let's just say burned, because that's what it is. Once it's burned, it comes back healthy and it just uh, requires two or three treatments in most cases, and then an annual uh, upkeep, so to speak. And each treatment only takes about five to 10 minutes. So it's so super easy. And again, just transformative. Uh, Another cool, fun thing, because, you know, they make the laser, and so they figured might as well put some different um, applications on it because, the, the you know, the box, the engine is the same. So the Juliet laser that I have in my office actually has a separate handpiece that I truly didn't think I would use, but you can use it to treat any other body part, like the face, for example. So doing a laser treatment of your face um, can uh, do amazing things. Uh, for example, getting rid of... Um, acne rosacea, which is that redness we can get on the cheeks. There are little blood vessels underneath the surface, or if we have brown spots or red spots or crepey skin under the eyes. Uh, so it's not like a facelift, but basically, you know, laser resurfacing surfacing can get rid of um, acne scars, uh, can get rid of stretch marks. It can get rid of anything that's surface level because basically we're burning off the skin and your body's going to create new tissue wherever that's done. Um, and it's you know, uncomfortable. I've had this done on my face and you peel for about a week, but you don't look too bad. This looks like sunburn. And now that we're wearing masks anyway, it's kind of a really cool time to do that. Um, I personally had it done on right above my lip because I was getting those little wrinkles that I call, you know, old lady wrinkles or smoker wrinkles and just basically got rid of those. I mean, unbelievable. So um, that's a cool thing. It's fun to have these new toys. Uh, so Let's just stop there because there's so many more cool things that we do in the office, but I really wanted to focus on all of the things that we can do for specifically vaginal dryness and specifically for women who cannot take estrogen because I've already talked for hours about estrogen. And let's turn those uh, sandpaper cells back into puffy jelly donuts. So you can reach out to us at completemidlifewellnesscenter.com or find a provider in your area um, and don't let anyone tell you that just because you've had breast cancer that your sexual being is dead. Uh, we always say in our office, she's not dead. She's just taking a nap. And if your provider's telling you that there's nothing for it and you just have to suck it up and you should be happy because you don't have cancer, I would fire that person and get someone who's a little bit more empathetic to the fact that quality of life is really important and your sexual being is a big part of who you are. And thank goodness you don't have to lose it. So thanks for joining me today. And I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>